Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayor, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. We're missing what the show. We're missing what the then show. we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Hi, folks. Um, how are you all doing? Uh, lovely February morning out there. You're very welcome along uh, to today's Irish Examiner podcast. Uh, second one of the year, really, in conjunction with Allianz. So delighted to have the bold Brian Hogan along with us today. Um, start of a new era in Kilkenny, and we'll get to your brain about that. Um, tough gig for Derek, but no better man to have a go at it and off to a steady start, if not spectacular, steady. But Corrigan Park has proven to be a very difficult place for noted counties such as Wexford and Clare to go to. But uh, how are the buckos, Mark? You, you, um, you had a bit of tragedy over the weekend. Although you're not yeah, the worst yeah. ever now, um, she can still she can still go and breed. Yeah, Queen. the highs and lows, the highs and lows of sport, I suppose. And from you know, as a fella said to me over the weekend, if if Carlsberg did weekends, this is it. Like Ireland winning Saturday, Man United winning, and then Cork coming from behind to beat the All Ireland champions, and then Liverpool getting beaten and England getting beaten. It couldn't be any better. But anyway. Myself and the bow TJ ended up in the DRF yesterday in Leperstown. And unfortunately, we were there to find the Queen. The Dublin Racing crowd Festival for the uneducated out there, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, yeah. Um, so, unfortunately, she ruptured a tendon. A bit like Robbie, Robbie and, and the weekend, hurt her to, to ankle. So, unfortunately, her days of racing and the fun that she provided us with in Dundalk and... Wexford and Tremor, we had great days out of her. And uh, I was only re- remarking to Jackie last night, like she tore the house and she put a roof on the on the house here as well. Like you know, such was the the inflow of cash that we got from prize money and taking a few quid off of Petty Powers as well was a big help. But she great, she provided great fun and great crack. And I suppose look, at least I'm coming home with a mare that can be put in foal, and she's eight wins under her belt, which makes her a good mare to have. And um, I suppose I, I'd like to thank all the people that you know I met above there yesterday and in particular I the man came over to me with a drop of whiskey and he said, Listen, I want to tip the hat with you there. I got a good few quid out of the Queen down through the years. Drop that there, my man. It is like it is like a small little death in the family, but it's outside the door, that's the most important thing. But you know, for the likes of Ken Buds who Yeah, 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 yeah. The other boys there, yeah. We, we had a fair few players around the place. Yeah, all different parts of the country. But anyway, look, her racing career is over, but we move on to the second stage of her career now, which will be breeding. But it's it's a bit of a blow because she created she great entertainment, great fun for us. And for all the people that have supported her down through the years, thanks very much for all the well wishes. Yeah, a dream, a dream mayor to winning eight races, like I mean, uh, and winding up her career, okay, an injury. But uh, in Leperstown as well, on, on Dublin Racing Festival yeah, think, weekend. Yeah. So honeysuckle running <laughs> the same weekend, like. That's right. That's right. Two two great mares. Um, you know, I, I, I love to have half the prize money that Honeysuckle has won down through the years. But I suppose to like everything, Honeysuckle has had her day and there's a new horse now coming to the floor. 
in statement and being Irish racing supporters, we'll be going on to take on Constitution Hill, I was suspecting the champion hurdle. They have the all-conquering horse over in the UK, and that will be the clash, I would think, for Cheltenham, will be Constitution Hill and Statement. It's really, really, the Henderson versus the Mullins, it'll be, it'll be brilliant on the day, it'll be the Irish versus the English. What, what better way to celebrate bad news the champion hurdle? see what way Constitution Hill goes past him. <laughs> he's, I don't know. Yeah. This one's a good one. This one's a good one. He's fair. He's fair. Okay. We'll take him on yeah. the day, no, no doubt. No doubt. I'll, uh, my cash will rest with Nicky Henderson. I'm not sentimental when it comes to the gambling over there. I'll be on the Henderson one anyway, my doubles and triples. I'll be falling behind our own one in this one. I can tell you now. This this, this film is good. Look good. You dis off seats in Cork, lads, you had. Look after your team. Uh, you always. You always get well looked after in Cork. Um, there was a big crowd down there, 20,000. Uh, great atmosphere there. and Very much a game of two halves. Um, like I met some Cork people at halftime and they were, they, they, like the, the mood was kind of same old player, same, yeah, same old player, same old shite. But it, to be fair to them, their second half performance was very much what the Cork people would like. Very much what you'd like as a home team playing in front of a big crowd like that, and very much like when a new manager comes in, and all, all these boys will know that they need a bit of credit to put into the bank, so they need to get the supporters and the fans on side. You need people to believe it that what you're doing and stuff. And Pat, in fairness, got that in spades in the second half, and getting the result was, I'd say, just, just excellent for them. Good start, good start for him. And you know, like that's what you want to do. You're there to win matches. Limerick went down to win the match. They played really, really well in the first half, scoring 16 points. But uh, the second half performance, John would know that it wouldn't be good enough. But I don't think they'll be panicking either. Like so, but at the same time, I think you touched it there and seemed to touch a nerve with some of the other managers as well. Dale about the league. I think it is what it is. I said, look, we we um we we've come I'm to hearing, I'm, hearing, now, I'm yeah. hearing bits about that this morning. There, I don't know what, what the story is there. Uh, I can't get well, the examiner. Elite, I, I think a league, a league medal, I think, has gone from two euros now to about four euros today, Dale, such as up to you now to defend your comments because <laughs> I, 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 you're all, I'm not on Twitter now, as you know, like, but I, I'm led to believe your buddy David Fitz had a right go off of you. Yeah, uh, sure, look. Yeah, we worked together successfully last year in RT, and I thought, you know, and, you know, a little bit of tension just be there between us over the years, but obviously it's stored up again because I said something about the beloved National League. I think a lot of Wexford support or Waterford supporters wouldn't be too worried about winning the league again now. I think they'd like to win the All Ireland. So I'd say concentrate. No, I maybe probably it'd be the thing. I know, yeah, you know what yeah, I meant. I, you know what I meant. You all know what I meant. Yeah. We discussed it on, on, on Friday. But it's just too short, two weeks. Listen, Dela, it's an overreaction, right? It's an overreaction to a situation where a fella was in a winning position over the weekend. He got two players sent off and then. Starts having a go because of something they said in the paper. Like, come on, in fairness, like, you know, get on with the game. You're eight points up, finish it out, like, and mind your discipline and stuff like that and, and get the game won. I think it's an overreaction, 100%. Yeah, I'll be okay, Mac. I'll be okay. I, I'm going to try and make on mail when we're finished recording. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. You need to worry. Um, Hoagie. In the veneer, I hadn't thought you'd never see it, I suppose. We'll go back to Cork again, lads. I want to go through the match a bit. Um, but were you happy with Derek's appointment? Um, some people would have, you know, Henry obviously had tied up with Galway. 
but we thought Liam Cahill was tied up with with uh, Waterford, but he came back instantly. There was talk of McFinley had finished up with Offaly. There was talk of DJ. There was talk of lots of people. Some people didn't see Derry coming, but I suppose with the under twenty one team, if you're keeping under twenty team, if you're keeping a nine, he's obviously was building uh, towards it. Maybe we expected Brian also would go on for at least another year. Um, so it's a bit of a shock to us. What's the feeling like down there? Of course, he he will get patience and he will get time. Yeah, I think um, we spoke about it last year when obviously Brian made his announcement. Um, I think Derek was the obvious candidate, you know, with, with Henry tied up with with Galway, and you know, I, I no doubt his aspirations to take Kilkenny at some point. Derek was part of the management team with Brian, went into the twenties, you know, was successful last year. Um, I think he was Brian's choice, you know, if um, in terms of who he he would have wanted to step in, you know, he's he's served his apprenticeship if you like um you know you probably i'm sure you know you you know derek dale i'm sure you've you've crossed paths with derek so, mm. you know, he's, a, he's a very solid um you know bright person he knows he's you know he's a driven individual he, you know he's he knows what he wants to get out of it um and i think it's in safe hands you know um i think he was the obvious really you know for the for the few weeks when people were throwing different names around he was at the top of the, you know, he was one of the guys at the top of the list. You know, I don't think realistically Henry was going to walk away from Galway after one year. So just between the two lads, and I think, um, you know, he's he's been quietly going about his business over the last few months with the lads, you know, and has looked at a lot of lads in, in the county and has been. I met him a few of the club matches, you know, post the season, and uh, yeah, look, he's as you said, anything, um, anything, anything different, Hoagie, anything that jumps out as. This is new, and this is you know. Um, it's just the obvious thing is 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 the the freshness within the camp in terms of that you know that difference of not having Brian there. He's been there for over twenty years, you know. Uh, talking to a few of the lads, um, Derek is a different character to Brian. Obviously, um, you know, there's not there's there, there there there's some similarities, but Derek would be you know would be his own man. Um, and in, in terms of, you know, he's put his own stamp on things in terms of training and, and the way that it's structured, you know, be extremely professional in, in how he goes about things. And the way they're playing, look, again, it's early days. We Really, we're, we're going off one match so far. But, yeah, you know, if you look at the under-20s and the way they, they tried to play the game last year, you know, Derek is definitely looking to, I suppose, put his own stamp on things. He, he does appear to be looking to use that short game a bit more, um, you know, retain possession again. The way the game has gone itself, you know, Derek is looking to, to utilize that, but he's smart enough to know as well that you have to use it in the context of what the players you have, you know, and, and play yeah. to your strengths. Um, and our strengths in Kilkenny have always been that ability to, I suppose, to win primary possession. So you see, like, Billy Drennan there yesterday for a relatively small guy, those kind of basics are not going to change. You know, if you're going to be putting on the jersey, you're going to have to be capable of winning your own ball, and Billy, you know. I suppose demonstrated that there yesterday, albeit the use of the ball was quite good. You know, you know, I think the highlights on the Sunday game, which is fairly evident anyway, some of the ball that David Blanchard was playing from left across to right, and that kind of very diagonal, deliberate ball to the outside of the shoulder. You know, to to Billy in a couple of cases. You know, so working it out from the backs, but then delivering that kind of right ball into space. So, you know, that's I suppose it's evolving. Maybe what what Brian had had done over the last few years. Um, and as well, I suppose trying to integrate a couple of the, the younger guys, you know, trying to find a couple of guys who can 
suppose add something a bit different, you know, and Billy's on top of that and, list. And obviously, given the belly hail boys, the due rest that they, they'll need. Mark, you 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 said I don't know how much weight you said he'd put on or a gym work kind of weight. Now I don't nine, mean nine, 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 ten kilos, I think. Geez, he looked at last night. I just saw the highlights now. I, I'm glad I, I, I'm laughing at what Brian said there. A relatively small kind of fella, Billy Drennan, like, you know. Jeez. Cheers, I can tell you. He, he might have been yeah. light the first day we struck a golf ball at the Galmoy GA Classic last year, but I can tell you, he's after turning out to be a big lad now. And uh, no different to Owen Cody a number of years ago when he came out of Hartley Hall and we saw him with Belly Hale flicking in that goal against Benny Gunner on the muck and down at Tullus. And next of all, Six months later, he turns out for Kilkenny and he's like a tank. So whatever the strength and conditioning is and whatever the lads do in Kilkenny, they, they, they can put on and bulk up in a very short period of time. And to be fair, he's been very good in the Welsh Cup already this year because he got a couple of men in the match awards as well. And Dela, I didn't see your fantasy team, but he's certainly in my fantasy team for the for the, the league. So I was delighted Captain to see him get money and man of the match. Was that is he in yours, Captain? Oh, you were listening to me so last week when I was blowing him up for you. Yes, yes, I always listen to you, Mark. You don't think I do, but I listen to you as well, there, Mark. You said Siri, you know, Siri doesn't call. listen to me anyway. Siri, Siri, you want to turn off, Siri? But no, I was listening to you there when you said Owen Cody when he came out of Harty Hurling. You wouldn't want to say that in front of Jackie Turrell, such as his disdain for Harty Cup hurling. <laughs> Yeah. I was going to pick him up on it, right? So I live. Oh, yeah. you, you heard it loud and clear. Oh, I did. I did. Sure, there's nothing. There's nothing. Taylor, there's nothing beyond Harty Hurling. The Crow Cup doesn't exist. Probably because they haven't won any one in, in donkey's years. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Massive Harty Cup final was... yesterday. Um, nearly eight thousand people. You don't get that yeah. at the Leinster College's final, Huggy. Uh, Cash well... and Torres and and the underdogs prevailing. So, just to say, well, massive congrats to Cashel Community School. Um, first ever Harty Cup title. Following on from Tulla two years ago, you know, it's a great yeah. story. I think really that yeah, teams can uh, come and you have I to think there's a massive you know, West Tipperary community behind them, you know. You'd have to give a shout so out to might... the combined Offaly colleges as well, beating yes. my my old school, you know. Um, you know, while disappointed obviously to see Kieran's been defe- been beaten, it's you know, um it's positive to see, you know, Offaly now getting back competitive, uh, we probably remember the likes of Burr and these, you know, community school, these, you know, Michael is obviously doing a lot of work up there trying to, uh, I suppose, uh, get them back up to the top table underage. And we saw the benefit when Dublin Colleges did it combined. And, and you know, that was a springboard yeah. for the likes of Keeney and Joey Bowen, all the lads come through. So, um, you know, that'll definitely give off your a, a big boost as well coming into the, the minor Brian, championship. Brian, a, a big, a big, you know, amazing team, Brian, is actually six schools involved there in that amalgamation. So that takes a fair amount of logistics for the guys in charge of it. And it is fantastic yeah. to see the success yesterday. And obviously beating a team like Kearns is massive in the final. So you mean young Screeny has continued his form. He got a goal in eight yesterday, one three from play. And he's a really good talent, Dale. Are you... You would have picked him out last year as one of the talents, the underage talents. And the big thing is to give him a platform now going forward to, to bring him to the next level. Yeah, having having met his mum and dad up at the Borough fundraiser there the other side of Christmas, I think Owen, Owen Screeny, 
um, would want to do a bit of study now for your leaving as well, Owen, right? We're telling you here from the podcast, kid. If you want to get to you well or someplace, you need to open a few of the books. Mammy was a bit worried about you on the night, so we'll give it to you officially yeah. here from the four of us. You have to do a bit as well, right? Very important to keep the touch in with the hurling, but uh, an All-Ireland Colleges medal won't get your points, but uh, it might get you a few kudos and maybe a bit of a scholarship. But... Um, yeah, yeah, it was one of the things she said to me. She said, if you ever get a chance to talk to that fellow, we'll tell him open a few books. But he's, yeah, he's a great talent, lads. Really enjoyed him last year. I think, the, I think there's anything up to 12 of the awfully minor team are lining out for this team. And, and the guest thing is, it's under 19. They'd all only be under 18. So there is talent, you know, sure. the, the lad Dan Ravenhill midfield. Real powerful guy. The only thing, of course, with this now is uh, Kieran's are not gone away, you know. How much was in it, Brian? Was it tight or did they win it well, Offley? I two points, two points, point. one, one sixteen, one fourteen, Dilla. Yeah, yeah, don't be but surprised. And only a point, and a point between Tullus and Cashel. And those lads yeah, from Tipperary yesterday, TJ made the point that they felt that Tullus possibly could be the better team, and they haven't gone away now either. No, yeah. no, and um, I think I think Adonai had a good have a good team this year as well. Have they have young um, your man Mark the free taker, um, his younger brother. Um, Aaron Nyland. Yeah. Aaron Nyland, yeah. I think he's yeah. still with Acton yeah. No, yeah. That was on yesterday as well. Yeah. I missed that result now. When you're in Dublin, you miss yeah. all those things. You can't get the examiner in the morning to see that you're a joke. <laughs> yeah. But I see. I, th- I, thought be, I thought you'd be signed up to that now, Dale, that you'd be, um, you know, on the five or a month. To get all the I thought Larry give me a free one all the work I'm doing for him, but I like <laughs> to buy it, Mark. I like I'm traditionalist. On a Monday and on a Saturday, I like to go down, get my cup of coffee at the shop, maybe a little bacon and egg sandwich, uh, very low fat butter, and uh, my examiner and oh, <laughs> take out the sports supplement, sit down, ignore my own piece because I know what I've written, and uh, I like to look at the rest of it. Larry was Larry was the back page. <laughs> Larry was the back page on uh, Saturday, and that's gold entertainment when Larry has the back page all to himself. Um, great, it's good. But I like, sure, I'm pretty sure. I, 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 yeah, but sure, you got rid of the independent. Sure, I remember a couple of years ago, have you left that? Have you left the independent back into the shop? I think, Claire. No, no, they were, they were trying to bury us that time. We was rough enough against Waterford there, and <laughs> the, the independent tried to bury us, you know. But we did. One of the shops in Tulla there, uh, in fairness to them over there, they used to buy one. And that time, of course, you hadn't the phone to look up RIP on Clare. And uh, they used to put the debts out in the windows, out in the window of the shop. And that was it. You could go over and check the debts. Uh, there's the score here right. is presentation at the 919, Rayfield's 210. So a three-point win. So I, a lot of hurling yet to know where the Crow Cup will go. Um, and Flannans are out of it, so... It could go anyway. Like normally, when Flannans win the Hearty, they'll win the All Ireland. That's the end of that. Um, Sorry, but Kieran's now Carlos could kick back. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever beat Flannans in the final, Hoggy? We did. Two thousand. They bet us in ninety nine. They bet us oh, yeah. in ninety nine. Great game in ninety nine in Carlos was it? It was a better one in two thousand. <laughs> no, I, I prefer them. Jerry Quinn, Dermot McMahon, yeah. yeah, Tony Griffin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and a serious yeah. team. I think they were, was that three in a row for them. I think so. Three hearties. Yeah, I think, I think they did. Think, they were good. I think yeah, Tony Carmody, Conor Plunkett, all these, all these, all these guys. Yeah, yeah. lads. Uh, 
I suppose the most enjoyable game of the weekend, you have to say, was it was in Parky Heave. The atmosphere was great. Didn't really like the boon of Keane Lynch or Garrod Hagerty or whatever the car crowd were booing at the time. Um, thought that was a bit distasteful and might be used later on in the year by Mr. Kylie and co. Uh, got in late. I, uh, didn't, uh, I, didn't, hear, I didn't hear that booing at all. No, Dale, you answered it. It was loud and clear, Mark, and I was I, definitely... I, I, I did hear the booing at half time where John Kylie apologized for his team and he accepted responsibility that it was his fault for the team not being out on time after being allotted 15 minutes. He came out 19 minutes after half time. But maybe it was a bit of frustration, Dale, that the Limerick team that was put on the program for the match was, I know, it was the All Ireland final team from last year that had no resemblance to the team that played on Saturday night. I don't know. You, I was I was looking forward because like you know I was looking I was looking at the team and I see Glenn at fourteen I said Jesus I said so I was wondering then that kind of had me <laughs> that had me a bit confused but then I looked at the rest of the team and I saw Dermot yeah, Burns was playing as well and he's in Australia so <laughs> I knew then to the dummy team so there's a lot of things to be answered I'd say it might have been a bit of frustration with all the kind of stuff Limerick were pulling on uh, Saturday night but anyway we got over it. TJ, you were okay with the programme, were you? Did you hear the booing, TJ? Um, to be fair to the Cork people, I, I, it was kind of more of a jeering stroke booing. And I think myself, I don't think it had anything to do with Keane Lynch. I, I, I think, no, and, and I said maybe Mark will, will, will be able to shed some light on it. There was one or two incidents where Garod was involved in a little bit of kind of jostling and stuff. And not, not major, okay. I said, uh, everyone getting on with it. And then when Garod was being taken off, it just sounded like as if they were kind of jeering him, saying, good luck. But sure, like everything, Dale, as you say, I'm sure Garod might have an old uh, welcome back smile from later on in the championship. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I wasn't a big deal. It, it, actually, it actually was more pronounced, whatever way we were looking um, at the highlights last night. It's it come out, and I, I didn't say it, whether it was for Keane or Garod, that uh, we prefer not to be booing anyway. But look at uh, TJ, he looked home and hose, um, seemed to be the normal stuff. Um, you know, points flown over from everywhere, but uh, whatever Pat Ryan said, uh, the hair dryer was out, I'd say, Mark, because there was a marked uh, difference in the display. I, I thought, I know you had had a few wides in, in the first half, but I thought there was a way more directness to your playing in terms of one pass and then feed the forwards and fed it up to, to Dalton Huggy, and especially Robbie Flynn was very, very strong on the ball. Hopefully, he's yeah. all right. I think the initial, initial news is. Fairly positive, um, but yeah, when you got early ball up there, I felt, and also look at there's a stat out there that um, you tackled hooks or blocks 23 times in the first half and 41 in the second half, and that also tells its own tale. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say there was a few straight bit of straight talking at halftime. I, I, I said, but there, there was a couple of things, and you mentioned it there, like you know, Connell Hand had had. You know, a good few opportunities to knock the ball over the bar, and it didn't happen for him for one reason or another. Ravi, and he was excellent on Saturday night, had a goal chance in the first half. They probably should have hit the target as well. So, even though we were eight points down at half time, I still thought we were creating a lot of chances. Um, I think other managers may have taken off Conor Lehane in the current situation, but from what we can gather, he's training the lights down at the moment, and his endeavour was fantastic, which it's always something to be complimented. Even though a fellow might be converting it, he's on a, a huge amount of ball. And some managements will take you off because you're not converting it. But I think the management 
showed a lot of maturity on Saturday night in leading Conor Ryan and rewarding him for the way his training is going, rewarding for his endeavour, and he pops up with the equalising score at the end of the game. So yeah. I suppose it would be worse if a fellow wasn't getting on the ball. So I just think from Conor's point of view, and there was a, there was a few other incidents where Cork forwards had an opportunity to take it on another four or five steps and make, make sure of the score. And I thought when Cork played it simple, Anthony, they played an awful lot better. Uh, there was another incident in the first half where I think a Cork player came on the inside and he had an overlap, a clear overlap. And the overlap player, I think it was Dickie Dalton maybe, had 40 yards in front of him. The player elected to go into traffic rather than just giving a simple ball. So you're right in terms of the you know, the distribution of the ball. And Kieran Joyce, I suppose, was emphasised that. His, his distribution was excellent and... No different than Aidan O'Brien having a good two-year-old and training on and improving that to a three-year-old. Kieran Joyce, you know, when he went in centre-back last year, made a huge impression on the Cork team, and he has started off this year in a similar fashion as well. So that's very positive. I think Pat will be really, really thrilled with the likes of Conor O'Callaghan and Owen Downey in the full back line. He is on up to two lads that maybe are putting their hand up for the championship call later on in the season. And I think that Brian Roach, when he went from half forward out to midfield, was a huge help as well. So there are three people that, you know, you know, supporters or maybe people on the outside wouldn't be aware of, but they certainly put their hands up on Saturday night to seek inclusion again for next weekend against Galway and maybe later on down the road. So it's all positive. It's positive like, but we were concerned at half time, but to be fair to them, they, they and I think Tommy O'Connell kind of set the tone. In the second half, he kind of got involved with two or three Limerick fellas and mm-hmm. wasn't going backwards, I suppose, which which is important as well. But overall, it's a pat to be thrilled, thrilled with the result and a lot to work on still. Yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously, Galway had a good win away from home as well down. So, Salt Hill on, on Sunday should, you know, be good test for both teams. And um, same for Limerick. He just was clear coming to town, clear big win expected, I suppose, at home to Westmead. Yeah. Um, both Limerick, teach uh, the new bees and the old bees, and uh, <laughs> the old bee that has lifted the Liam McCarthy four times anyway was on fire at centre half back. Uh, Declan and him going off maybe kind of sealed the deal. I think Jeez, he's he's really pushing forward now and uh, playing with um, ferocious confidence. Of course, all he has lifted and won would be doing that for you. Yeah, he he is super 50 minutes, as you said. And it was very clear early on that Cork targeted the middle. They tried to kind of pull him all over the place, tried to put puck outs down there, tried to have fellas running in there. Uh, that was very clear, but he dealt with it exceptionally well. And he was missed after going on, even though, in fairness, young Kieran Barry, when he came on at right half back there, he played well. But I think to go back to your point about the league, Dale, I think this is the piece, I suppose, that we don't really fully know and maybe to be able to give exact judgment of where teams are at. We don't know how hard teams train. Do they train true games? Like who's injured, who's not injured, how much are you resting? Like in fairness to John Kiley, he sent for some of the, the new players to try and go and win the game, to try and find out about their character and their play. In fairness, young Dalek uh, got a great score when he came on. Um, but like Limerick kind of looked like as if the game was going away from them. And then, in fairness, they boxed themselves back into two points up again. But you have to credit Cork with their finish. The one thing from a Cork point of view that I would have liked would be the centre of their defence. Definitely Owen Downey, for me, looks like uh, a player that they can do something with. Now, whether they show, I suppose, maybe the loyalty to him and stick with the plan there. 
uh, that, that's a position that they have to fix. And the other one that's certain that Mark just touched on there for me, like I thought Kieran Joyce for me in the night was man of the match. I thought he was class all the way through. He's covering. Uh, he's developing into a real proper Cork number six is for, like, like, in what the old guys could do their brilliance at the backs to me he's developing into one of them um, their forwards I suppose look we just remember the most recent and as I said, the, 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 the second half is what Cork people will remember going away and they'll be happy their first half performance like there's a consistency still required so I'd say still a good bit to come and Pat will know that and he said after the game that they wanted to work on every area I thought Luke Mead in the middle of the field sets the tone there his energy Don't he's running hard. he's paying Worked exceptionally hard. He does seem to link the play very well and he got a good score. I, th- I, I, I think he's a huge plus for them. They still had to get 10 points from Hoggy, like four from play. Like, so, like, there are definitely more, like, even though like, their full forward and score 2 5 in total from, from play. And the last thing I'd say is the reliance on Robbie O'Flynn. He is the line breaker and his injury is key as to what happens for Cork going forward. I do think that. I think he's their best forward. I think he's the most dangerous. I think he's really, really active. He scores. He's uh, energy. He's running. And like where they had him positioned, I thought Pat was in, in, in the corner, but kind of in and out. So they were in between in a two and a three-man full forward line. So um, I think he's key for them. But like, yeah, lots of positives. And again, in fairness to Cork, with UCC playing during the week and a lot of those players having game time like what is their first team so st- st- still a bit of work to do but the bottom line is like I said at the start Pat will want credit in the bank he'll want the fans on side he'll want buy-in from everywhere to say look Pat we believe in you we know you're heading down the right way so you'd have to say a real positive start two points home win 20,000 Cork people happy and jolly and plenty of them giving me little remarks going to get there you know yourself the Cork swaggerness goes on the way back like and Liverpool struggling (laughs) oh yeah I actually I I went to the game with my brother Davey and we were were actually just what Mark touched on there a while ago and like he got a um, he's a very good fellow who works with him fellow from Tipperary Joy and he said Saturday was the most perfect day of sport that's what he said watching it all day he was there Tip won Ireland won United won right and then he had exactly Liverpool bet England bet, England Limerick bet. All politics are local. All politics are local. Yeah, good, good, good start for you, Mark. I have a little one of those tenor yep. accumulators done, which <clears throat> includes, like, say, UL winning the Fitzgibbon, but Cork to top that division was one of the ones I put in at 72. Along with now, I need about. I need Manchester City to win the Champions League and all, like, you know, so don't, don't worry. You, it won't be all down to you, but. I was kind of happy that you got that start anyway. Next Sunday now, all of a sudden, becomes a a critical game, right? Because Galway were really impressive over the weekend. And just judging by the mood and listening to people after the match, there is a feeling that the cop crowd will travel to Galway for the weekend. And I met a good few people actually yesterday that were at the racing in Dublin as well, delighted with the victory. And you know what I said? It does a touch of 99 about it again. Young lads coming, new management, and a bit of freshness, a bit of a breath of fresh air around the place. And remember, Cork didn't have, we say, Hannity, Jack O'Connor, Conor Cahillan, Brian Hayes made an entrance, Shane Kingston made an entrance. There's a good few lads still, you know, on the outside. And I'd say if Cork could get 
some sort of a real result next weekend and then there will be more artillery. They'll be further down the, lo- the road with the Fitzgibbon and stuff that more players will be coming back to them through injuries or through college. It then feels like that you have this panel of players that you need for the championship. And I think I think Henry touched on it over the weekend as well by saying, you know, it's about the panel and the strength and depth of your team. And I think that's what Cork are trying to get at the moment. A good, strong bench with 26 maybe plus fellas that you can count on. And I think the result next week, I think they should go, probably go for it again next week and, and try their best yeah. to try and win it, you know? I would, I would disagree with you, Mark. I would say Pat's more interested in getting a good, consistent 15. And I'd say finding his central mm-hmm. players for day in, day out and getting consistency there. I, like Everyone knows there's loads of horrors in Cork. So I, I think the 26 will work itself out. I think finding a consistent 15 to go to war with, as I said, in a full-back, in a centre-back, in a centre-forward. Like, it will be interesting next week without Robbie O'Flynn because, as I said, we thought basically he kept him in the game and definitely his goal there, as I said, at the start of the second half, it was kind of him who ignited the, the, the fight back. Like, So it'll be interesting to see without yeah. him as to how they go. But I, I think there'll be more yeah, drive to get the, the U yeah. forwards right. Hoagie, 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 are, you get, are you getting a touch of 99 off at Hoagie with the cock lads? Oh, God. Don't remind me of that. Yeah, miserable, miserable. <laughs> it's a rain day watching that shambles. But uh, <laughs> no, look, the boys made a couple, a couple of good points. Was the first thing um, TJ mentioned, it's very hard to, to make, pull anything really from first round of the championship or first round of the league because you have no idea in terms of the training programs what way lads, you know, some lads, they look leggy or whatever. But I suppose what you are looking for is kind of, a, and you mentioned consistency there a couple of times, the consistency in terms of the attitude. Um, um, Lahan, you, you mentioned Marco, you know, I thought it was great that, that Pat Ryan left him in and let him work into the because look, the best will in the world, it's February. You know, your touch is not going to be what it is in June. And we know the way Lahan can hurl and as the ground gets harder, you know, what he's capable of. But hauling him off with 20, 25 minutes to go in a match does no favours to him. Giving him the confidence to say, we're backing you, you're in there, you can work your way through the match. And at the end, popping up for that equalising point is a great kind of vote of confidence. Um, the other thing that jumped out to me was, I think, was it last year or year before we were discussing the Cork Central defence and we you went through three different full-backs during the course of the year. I think you played Kilkenny down in Parky Cueve and then you changed, probably was Young Downey, yeah. Rob Downey, after it, rather than kind of saying, well, look, we're going to we're going to back you for a couple, we're going to give you the opportunity to, to, to bounce back. And then by the time the championship came around, they were still none the wiser who their actual best choice full-back yeah. was. Now this young lad looks looks like a like a serious guy, and then in front of him with Joyce, I mean, you had you have the benchmark in Hannon on one, one side. He's been the he's been the, the archetype of centre back for the last seven eight years. That's who everyone is trying to to get to if you're a number six. And then you've got the the incumbent, you know, in waiting in, in Joyce at the other side, who you know, Mark, you know, him, you know, better knows, but haven't seen him in the under twenties and, and that coming through with a reputation. I mean, Jesus, he looked he looked serious there. Uh, what I loved most, the point he got was outstanding. And the fact he, he he won the ball, laid it off and looked for a return pass. But that block that he got out over the sideline, like, I haven't seen too many... I, I, don't, I, I don't mean this... this far, you know, like, the, the intent he went. He wasn't just sticking the hurl up and hope. He went with the intent of, I'm going to block this ball and if I can get a, a bit of a man as well and drive him out over the line, all the better. And it's that consistency yeah. piece for Cork. Like, the first half was... You know, it was, oh God, you know, is this kind of a bit of what we saw the previous year, sort of up and down? 
The second half was much more like what you'd expect from a Pat Ryan team, having seen what he did with the under-20s and that. The next day now, whether they win or lose against Galway, yes, yeah. let's bring that kind of consistency in terms of, you know, attitude. Go up to Salt Hill and really kind of give it, give it, you know, put in the performance. You know, it, it, might, it might come out the right side or wrong side, but I think he's looking for that kind of endeavour from the lads. And to, to just and you said it, Matt. Get that by having a kind of consistency up the centre, you know, kind of giving lads their, their, their opportunity and, and kind of letting them drive it on. You said it, Mark, as well, with that Tommy O'Connell bit of aggression at the start of the second half. And that, that probably leads to the 41 tackles instead of 23. And that has to be there from, from the get-go. Albeit, look, at, we're talking about the first round of the league. It's mm. the monster round-robin is going to be where it's all at. Um, but finding your... So that you know when you take on that first game uh, in, in the round-robin and you'll be able to have a look at everyone in the, in the first round, that you know, you know, you know... 13 14 your team that previous week yeah. you know just maybe one internal challenge match maybe to decide the last spot that's really what we're all after aren't they for our own counties that we know our team i even look at claire yesterday huge two huge things back for claire yesterday is mark rogers uh two two you know we are as i said last week i think that people don't know him around the country you'd know him because you follow us um you know yeah. He's really a potential star. And having Aidan McCarthy back, hitting five frees and five from play, um, really is Aidan. Aidan, a, a kind of a wall fell on Aidan last year at work. He was lucky he wasn't more seriously injured, but broke his leg and never quite got back. I think maybe got onto a couple of the 26s. So for me, that is, again, that we know five or six forwards um, going into that tip game and, and, and we can rely on them. And can we get John Conlon back? I think it's the big thing for us, a big win there. Um Hoagie, you've probably been turning the coach, uh, watching TG Cahar. Your Irish, of course, is top class from your time in Cairns. And um, <laughs> go on, yeah, yeah. it was a bit of the. I I watched it yesterday. I got up to RT yesterday and sat down and watched it. Um, Charlie Guckin was the big find for Nevena there for Wexford. They need to find two or three, as we saw against Clare last year when they got a few injuries. Still very frustrating in that they they completely dominated the play. In the first half and in level, uh, and even at that, Mark Fanning, who's probably the best in the country at doing it, had to make a brilliant save from Evan Island from a penalty. But Jesus, some of the shot choices, the free take, and it's just so frustrating if you're a Wexford uh, season ticket holder and go to the away games, isn't it? And, and then look at Daryl, be more aware of this than anyone. Lyle Cocker, and I think, even said it at half time. I think they had a 43% conversion rate. I mean, you go nowhere unless you're mid to high 60s. Maybe touching the seventies, so they just it's but it's a, it's been a common thread with them, and then of course Galway once they got the little wind and got the noses in front, they kicked on then like a team who have the confidence starting to really build behind them. I think, um, but for Wexford it's it's frustrating. Yeah. Now look at this time last year he won every single league game in, in the round. <clears throat> Maybe he's not too worried about the league at all, and he's just trying to get a, a, his team. But free taking and shooting when the right time is to shoot is something free-taking anyway. If you don't have a 9 out of 10 free-taker, you know, you look at TJ, yeah. look at Hoggy, look at Galen, look at Nyland. Clear of a little bit of a problem with it as well, whether it's Tony, whether it's Peter Duggan, whether it's Aidan McCarthy, you know. Um, mm. but you, you need that going into the championship. Well, I'm just going to completely contradict myself now because I said in the last piece about looking for, you know, that consistency and attitude. And, you know, you're at this time of year, you're going to, 
drop ball short or your 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 execute execution skills might be as 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 good as they might be in a couple of months time however in Wexter's case to be fair to them their attitude is usually top notch you know you go down to Wexter Park and you know you're always in for a battle but you mentioned it that consistency in terms of you know you know converting the scores or converting the chances whether it's bad shot selection um or poor execution has been something that has been probably a consistent trend over the last few years and it's probably just held them back a little bit from 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 getting to where they want to get to um and that free taker as well i mean 15 points i think it was the second lowest scoring tally at the weekend you know i think the only ones lower were, were west mead so you know that's that's and at home as well you know i think um even antrim playing in horrendous conditions up in corrigan park were able to tally you know an equal score of 15 points so it is a concern you know 10 wides at half time you know you're playing at home uh, the manner of some of the wides you went through i think did they go through two or three different free takers um two like it is well, a problem Conor McDonald only missed one, right? No, I don't. Yeah, big fan of, I'm a big fan of Conor McDonald. I, I wouldn't be a big fan of the way he hit that free. He threw it up so high, you'd near it was nearly like a rounder shot when he was sitting on the way down um, and went wide on his near post. Oh. And the next one was a 65, and D. O'Keefe was straight over to, to his. Yeah, but what, what, does this, what, does say, what does it say to Conor? Like, if, if he misses one yeah. and you're, you're switching. You're back taking him in for finishing, scored a few. What's that? Even back taking them in for a finish and scored a yeah, few, which is which I I don't I, you know I don't get like it, you know I do say like it, it's one of those I, I I always feel look if you're if you're going to give the guy the, and it's not he's not a young lad you know he's a mature hurler he's a fantastic hurler he's been leading the line for Wexford mm-hmm. a oh, big man, fan of him as man. well he had a great battle with Garrod McInerney um, but like that if you're if you're backing to be the free taker you kind of have to back him you know and especially missing one albeit you know it was a it was a poor free I mean. Switching to O'Keefe onto it then, and then switching them back. It just, it, it just, you know, smacks of a bit of kind of uh, uncertainty from whether it's from the line or from the players themselves. I'd imagine it came from the line to switch to the freeze, you know, and, and that is a concern because, you know, even with Lee Chin, again, phenomenal player, you know, outstanding for the last decade for Wexford, you know, his, I would, you know, I think it's fair to say he he wouldn't be in the same caliber as as Hoggy or. TJ or, or any of the top tier free takers, you know. So that as a first point, and then I suppose the the, the, the manner of the of the the wides is is another concern for Wexford. Um, I think that's their area of development. I don't think they'll ever be, you know, lacking kind of in terms of intensity or in terms of you know endeavor. It's just on that that side of it. And and, and you mentioned McGuckian, and you know if they can if they can get one or two more guys who are just, you know, who can keep the scoreboard ticking over at times you know and make it you know you look at hoggy okay we're, we're picking an archetype like the other night he, he's so efficient you know if you can get that ball in early a diagonal ball into him he is so efficient at getting the ball one touch in the hands you know is there has there is there a better player when he's back to goal putting the ball over the bar but he just he just keeps the momentum going there you know for um when maybe your backs are to the wall so it is a concern on, on the other side for for galway I suppose it's it's it, it's a different uh, piece for Henry. He's a bit like maybe Cork. He's looking for getting that consistency in terms of performance. Um, you know, he's we've all said that he's they have no shortage of, of firepower. And um, you see young O'Shea up there, and um, the other you know, and, and, and Nyland, you know, who Mark has referenced a couple of times, you know, leading the line centre forward. Um, you know, and 
did did what he had to do in terms of his freeze and 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 you know was was busy from playing. Con Cannon came on. I thought he was very very impressive when he came on. Jason Flynn. I know he missed. He scuffed that chance for a goal. But look again this time of year that 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 can happen. But you know it's that consistency in terms of be in the game, be in the game the whole time. Don't drift out of the game for 15, 20 minutes, which sometimes Galway can do. And then obviously as Henry's mentioned, you know having that kind of strength and depth, um, which is what he's looking for over the course of the league. So. I think job anytime you go down to Wexford Park, you know, you you know, get a win like that. Um Henry will be happy overall, you know, eight point win back up to Salt Hill. Um, while you know, constantly focused a bit like Cork on that kind of uh, consistency in terms of performance, which makes the next game even all the more interesting. Yeah, and TJ there's a lot of them won himself, I presume, um, Walsh Cups, Henry. <laughs> he probably didn't play in them, Hoagie, did he? <laughs> but uh, he doubled up as the Walsh Cup final, I suppose. And uh, um, it was a good start for them, wasn't it? It was a lot to like. I liked, I thought Darren Marcy, an outstanding game. Um, you know, as Hoagie alluded to, Jason Finn was, if if he got a bit more ball, I felt earlier on, he, he looked really threatening to do damage. Come on, and good channel, and good. You know, they... They threw over the scores really well. Um, all their subs made a difference. Um, his name just eludes me yeah. now at the minute. The second fellow that came on, young, youngish lad, he came on instead of um, Imran O'Shea's son there. Um, he got two points, one off the first bar. Liam Collins. Yeah, yeah young Collins. Liam Collins, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's he from, TJ? What club is he? Uh, is he Capitagal, is he? Could be, yeah, yeah. He, he looks lively now. He looks really lively. Um, yeah. He'll be happy, um, to, you know. They will be happy for sure. And like any time that there's silverware available for collection, teams want to win it. And, you know, I think if God will look back on last season, like between maybe the Leinster Championship, which they thought they were in a good position for, when they didn't put some bit of silverware on the table at the end of the year, they'd be disappointed with that. Walsh Cup won't satisfy the fans, but look, it's a step in the right direction. Going to Wexford is not easy. And to come out of there with an eight-point win, impressive in the finish, they'll be, they'll be very happy with that. But look, I suppose, look, it's probably all back to what we're saying the whole time about the league. We don't remember the first round of the league from last year. You know, Limerick didn't have a great league last year. We were questioning where they were at. And, you know, there's all, we've, we've, we've touched on these training blocks and there's five games in seven weeks. And what they're looking for is basically the team to be playing well. And just what Hoagie said there about things like, yeah, there's a big difference between, like, uh, let's say, a poor finish and just shot selection all wrong. At least if you're doing the right things, it'll come right eventually if you work on those things. But if you've got poor shot selection, poor shot selection, that's a bit more difficult to fix. Like, So that's that's important for the team. But for Galway to go down there, shoot 23 points, I think they use it now as a, as a bit of a training weekend as well. And the Thomas's boys are back in the group this week. So, you know, there'll be a pep in their step. And <clears throat> I think even for young fellas to get into a team that's winning and get into a line that's going well and, uh, Mark, you commented on even the Limerick team, the way they kind of had, let's say, a trial maybe in each line. So it's a much easier maybe to get a feel for a player when you know you've got good players playing around him. Now you can see it's kind of real as to see how you get on. Rather than throwing in a full line of fellas, it's hard to know because you want the fellas to be winning beside you. John will want to find out whether this fella's up to it or not. And the same for all the managers. And yeah, without doubt, Galway heading in the right direction. And I suppose they'll probably feel... Or maybe there's a general feel out there that might, they might be very well positioned given the semi-final last year, I suppose maybe to be real serious contenders to have a go at Limerick uh, from, from, from their point of view. And that, that, that's what Henry's building. There's no doubt about that. On, on, on the monster side of it, <clears throat> all the conversations we have with people, even yesterday, the last couple of days, is just asking people heading into championship, what do you want to find out through the league about your team? Whether you're Clare, Walford, 
Tipperary, Cork, what you what you want to find out. Like, there's a ranking there now, trying to get into the top three. It's going to be a big challenge. And when we have conversations about, oh, Tipper going well or Cork going well, and when you kind of say, right, you nail your colours to the mast and name the top three that are going to come out of Munster, all of a sudden people start to tutting and they're just slow to nail their colours to the mast because it's so competitive. So, you know, the Tipperary boys, we, myself and Marco met yesterday, there was a bit of pep in their step and... You know, they had a bit, they had an in there because I said one of them was uh, the son of one of the selectors from Clowney, uh, TJ Ryan. He said they're working extremely hard, they're training hard. And you know, there's a bit of a solid look appearing about this tip back line all of a sudden. I know, Dale, you touched yeah. on it. Uh, like yeah. Mikey Breen, if he slots into that full back position, that's a massive plus for them. It's a position filled. If Owen Downey becomes a solid number three for Cork, that's a huge problem solved for them over the last couple of years. And I suppose then. What follows on then is if for teams that are successful that win Munster Championships, Leinster Championships, or All Ireland titles, is what Hoagie said there. They have a settled three, they have a settled six, and a settled centre, and they're building around it. And that's what we're trying to find out in the league, and that's what every manager is trying to find out. Yeah, no doubt about it. And um, I suppose the big game of yesterday, lads, we, we probably expected the two, um, the Clare Wood, come out on top at home against Westmead. The big one was in, in Farfield. Uh, it was an exhibition of penalty taking, um, and we had a couple of red cards. We had a bit of everything. We'd won five to no score after 16 minutes. It looked like the dubs were in for a. Uh, but they, Michal don't know who I think will be thrilled, Mark. Even though I think uh, from Keen Boland's interview afterwards, he was saying, "Well, when when they're down to 13, we probably felt we should have kicked on and won it." But Davy unleashed the heavy uh, artillery from the sideline in in um, Austin and Desi and. Uh, Jack Prendergast and uh, they all contributed as he took over the freeze when um, Stephen Bennett went off. I don't, I don't think they could complain too much about. Well, they couldn't complain anything about the first one. Jack Fagan was on a yellow, and and he just yeah. uh, rugby tackled and had to go. Um, second one, it was a bit of a schmazzle. He, he flicked his hand all right, Stephen Bennett. Um, the point now in punching a helmet is we all know is a bit silly. <laughs> oh, you'll get this is more of a backhand, you know, more of a backhand punch. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't a punch; like it just kind of a shove away more than anything. Like, and um, yeah, I suppose letter the law, he had to go maybe. But I, I don't think it was helped by the fact that the double player went down. Right? Mm. No, I'm not saying he dived right or took a dive. Right? He did go down. If he stayed standing, I think it might have been slightly different because. It was more a push off than a kind of a punch, like or a deliberate punch. And he didn't even, you know, he punched him more than the neck or the, the high chest area rather than into the face or anything like that. But um, it was something, and that you know, all players need to mind themselves. That's the reality. You're there on the sideline. You're in front of the management's, and more than likely the the linesman is going to be there. So I thought it was a bit of it was silly out of Stephen to be honest. But he's a very experienced player, and he shouldn't be getting drawn into that kind of stuff. And um, but like the first round of the league, Anthony up training there for probably eight or ten weeks, and everybody's busting the like young calves coming out for the first day into the rest. They're running and bucking and jumping all over the place. And you know, when you have a player like Stephen who's critical to water for success, he needs to mind himself. And that's that applies to the you know, the Aussies and the Tiger Borkers and the Jamie Barnes and all. They are critical players, as there's always marquee players in every team. But their discipline needs to be of the top class. And, like, you know, that is one thing I would be surprised what I saw yesterday about the two sendings off because, you know, you go back to Gleeson last year, getting sent off, 
that should be something that should be in Waterford's DNA this year. That when we're in winning positions, we don't lose our discipline. And you know I'm a good fan of Waterford, to be fair, and I have been for the last three or four years. I think they're quality players. But sometimes our discipline lets them down. And yesterday, I have no doubt that they were in a winning position. They, they, they struck out, as you mentioned, one fight and all scored up. They started like a bat out of hell. And then lost their way for a bit. But then they got back into it again and were total, in total control and then lost their way again. So I suppose from that point of view, that's a lot to, you know... And then you could see a little bit of frustration on the television last night coming from the management as well, you know, giving out about this this decision and that decision. And that's sometimes when your manager is jumping around the place, giving out to the linesman and giving out to the referee. That does flow onto the players as well. And I think, you know, a part of that, that discipline that they need to be very careful, you know, that if they have and they can keep 15 players on the field at all time, Waterford as good as any team that are out there on their given day, they can beat anybody. They have quality all over the place. But discipline left them down yesterday. That's the reality. And, you know, I suppose to be fair, you know, three penalties as well, you know, two on one side and one on the other side. So, in fairness to the referees, it isn't getting any easier for the referees either, but column lines made the call, I think, yesterday. Possibly yeah, I think it's probably the correct decision. But on another occasion, I think if the Dublin player actually stayed ending Anthony, the possibility he wouldn't have been sent off. Yeah. I thought it was Liam Gordon yeah. referee that Dillow, was it? it was Liam, yeah, but if Cullum was doing the line over there, that's I think that's the point. Oh, doing the line, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, Dillow, I didn't see the game. What in terms of formation and setups, uh, what way did both were, were, were they fifteen, were they kind of pushing up or was it defensive? It was a bit defensive both ways. Uh, right. It wasn't overly negative either, no. Um, I think Waterford started to use Mike Kiley as the target man and was effective, was taken down for both penalties. Uh, he's a big boy, playing well for UL. Um, yeah. Stephen Bennett started dropped off a bit. Um, yeah, they, they, of course, by the time Desi came on, then he, he had to come out the field because <clears> they were down to 13. He'd come out and forage for ball, but he did that. It's superbly, yeah. and Jack Prendergast hit a magnificent score that looked like it had it won from. Mm-hmm. But Dublin, um, to be fair to them, um, Keane Boland was outstanding and played kind of inside, outside, drifted, played, won the ball for the penalty. Brilliant catch up between uh, Conor Prunty and um, Caelum Lines and just got hung in the air and, and caught the ball and had to be taken down then. Two boys probably should have communicated better with each other, the Waterford lads, for one of them to stay down um, and, and one to go high and hard. Um, but Alex Considine as well, you know, from Crokes, who has been, um, he had to go off injured, so I hope that's not serious. But he had a great game. He's a massive man and uh, looks really fit at the moment and was out in front. And it's so hard then when he's out in front because he's so big. that um, And he's great hands to go with it and has pace. So, yeah, yeah Michal... We did a little piece piece on it last night, myself and Jackie. That he, he you know, Rush is gone, Crummy's gone, Keno Callahan's gone. He needs Newfellas to step up, and he none of the three of those. Keno Sullivan got two fantastic goals. None of the, those three guys will say Keen Boland, Constantine, and O'Sullivan are new lads, but they they wouldn't be regarded as leaders of that team. And that's what that's what Michal will be going back up to Dublin last night. Pretty happy with um, that. A few new lads took it on. And I'd say going down there yesterday, he thought this might be a tough day at the office. Um, I don't, you know, I'm down last. He didn't have any Sutcliffe. 
James Madden didn't start. Um, you know, so they were down maybe a few more as well as what are gone from the panel. So if you told him he'd get a draw on Fraherfield, I'd say he'd be delighted with you. So and I'd say in fairness to Davy, when they were down to thirteen, he'd probably have taken a draw as well at that stage because they were they were limited yeah. in what they, they could leave up the field. But it's an interesting contest. I do think come championship that Waterford will be a much better team in Simple Stadium. I honestly do think yeah. I think the Calum lines is and and the runners they have, the Fagans coming from yeah. deep, um, midfield, the Dailies, um, you know, Jack Pender, uh, Ozzy, uh, Desi, they all want space. They love space. Um, and I, I think they'll thrive in Turles as regards the difference between the old Walsh Park, obviously is a big job going to be done there now, and and Dungarvan. I, I think Turles will suit them way better. And they're guaranteed three games there as well in, in the round robin. So I think that will suit down to the ground. But yeah, overall, I'd say they'd both gone home happy enough. Um, but so Davy wasn't too happy with the second sending off. But sure, look, um, it was a call, a linesman's call, I suppose. And Colin made the call that he did strike out. And you can't really complain about that. Mark did say, yeah, that maybe the double head did make a bit more of it than he should have. So, but um, that's the reality of it. Uh, tip, tip looks solid. Um, watch that as well. Yesterday morning inside, uh, a worry for them. Garrod O'Connor was outstanding on the freeze and has been playing really well in colleges uh, as well. He got 11 points. Uh, Jake Morris won two. And the big one for me, uh, again, injury. He had to go off seven minutes into the second. Now, three, three minutes into the second, that Connor Stakeland. Like, he's really mm. stepping up to being one of the better young midfielders in the country now. He had three points in play scored. They'd be better than Leash, in fairness. Ironically, two club mates meeting each other on the line, yeah. two Ballangarry men, Liam and, and, and Willie. Um, but tip, obviously, Liam having them very well disciplined, very much tuned in. And ironically, I believe a contender for men of the match at full forward would be the man that would drag you back from the Cliffs of Moher, according to Ken Hogan last Friday uh, <laughs> or last Thursday, would be uh, the banner. He was, he was exceptional, seemingly. I was talking to a couple of people. And he won an off at a ball and laid off great ball. So bubbling up, bubbling up nicely after week one, lads. Yeah, big, big. But I suppose the big, the big thing from Tips uh, thing there, Dale, is that the fifty-seven shots at goal ended up scoring two thirty-two. They had a sixty percent conversion ratio. Like they are definitely, you know, up and running under Leib Cahill. And we saw it in the Munster Senior League final. They possibly were the better team over the hour against Cork on that occasion, and didn't get the job done. But, you know, a great way to get back up and running with a new management. And possibly, you said from the supporters' point of view, that probably had turned against the team in the management last year, that this is probably a new beginning for them again now, that they get the supporters back on side. And Ken made that point last week to us, you know, that the supporters need to get back in behind the team now. And I said, to be fair, to Cahill and Mikey Bevins and, and the backroom staff, they're going to get the max out of that panel of players. And... Um, I'd say great to see Bonner in fairness. He's had a huge amount of injuries and keep going, keep going. And he's a credit to to anybody who's got a, the amount of injuries that he has got. But great credit to the management as well for keeping him involved because fellas like him around the panel are worth their weight in gold. And, you know, when 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 he can give good advice to younger lads, I have no doubt, you know, that and all the young lads are looking for is is some praise along the way. And having an experienced player like Bonamar is critical in your panel. Yeah, I think having played against him a few times there, I think uh, it's incredible that he's, with the injuries he's had, you know, 
um, etc. I often thought he was underrated in terms of, you know, I suppose maybe some of the, the sharpshooters that were around him, the likes of Noel McGrath and Corbett and a few of the lads took the light, you know, and, and Callan. But he's a fierce, intelligent player. You know, I think you, you, you don't achieve what he's achieved and, and last as long as, as he's lasted without having a, a serious game intelligence as well. You know, he does an awful lot of the hard yards and he loves it. He loves the hardship, but he's a very intelligent player. He's used to the ball when he does win it. You know, you rarely, rarely waste the ball. You know, whether he's taking a score, he's taking it. You're talking about shot selections or the right decisions when you when you have the ball. He's, a, you know, and, and Mark has mentioned, you know, I don't know him. Personally, per se, I know Paul Murphy would be good friends with through the army and would speak very highly of him as a, as a, as a person, you know. So he's, he, those kind of guys, you know, they're real leaders, you know, quiet, but lead by their actions. He's a great guy to have around the camp. And we kind of mentioned as well, and some of the other teams, you know, the way Carl now is, is trying to get the spine of his team. If, if Breen does settle into that full-back position, he'll be a massive, a massive um, addition, you know, to tip in terms of it frees Rona Marden to, to, to move back out to centre-back and, you know he's a he's a phenomenal player as well, and uh, and then you're building all of a sudden then you're building around the spine, you know. So it's uh, yeah, it's interesting, you know, from from a chip perspective. Uh, again, first first match, we could be could be back here next week, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> we could be rewriting everything we're after saying. But but you know, um, two thirty two in February is a fair score to rack up, no matter who you're, you know, what the conditions are, who you're playing against. Yeah, and the, the three McGraths all starting as well. Great to see John back, and and mm. as a uh, Ken alluded to Brian, I think, had a good Munster League and, and he was the other wing back there. Um, and I really like Brian O'Mara, I have to say, the other wing. So, yeah, starting to look look like a structure. Obviously, didn't even need to play Jason Ford, who will be, you know, the probably main score getter up there, um, such as the form of, of Young O'Connor uh, on the freeze. So, bubbling up nicely there. And we look forward. TJ, who will be next week? Can you see we get you off the bottom there? <laughs> uh, yeah, Saturday night in the, in the Gaelic grounds. Another Saturday night. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let me be clear. What 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 I was going to say to you there, there before we moved away from Tipper, maybe Hoagie, like what what do you think the Tip fans will be looking for in 2023? What's a realistic expectation for them? Like the the, the transition piece is thrown out there, but they've an awful lot of players. An awful lot of players have been around a while. Like and. You know, they've won All-Ireland recently, so I, I, I like, like obviously Liam Cahill will be thinking that these boys are contenders. Like, do you think that Tip can make the top three? Uh, you're asking me what the Tip fans are looking for. Um... <laughs> really? Look, no, I'm saying, look, I'm, I'm they're, saying they're, realistically. They're fair... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, look, they're, they're a demanding bunch, as 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 I suppose most fans are, and certainly Kenny fans are. I, yeah, I, I I think Tip will be will be looking to. To get into that top three and and and, and get into the, the kind of the latter stages of the other. I don't I don't think I don't think for, for a county like Tip, whether it's you know, you can argue whether it's realistic or what, but I don't think it would, it's a, it's acceptable, you know, from a fan's perspective to 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 uh to not expect to see Tipperary in the kind of the latter stages of the championship. And and to Dale's point earlier on, that or maybe it was your point, uh TJ, that 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 throws up the conversation about the Munster Championship and pick your top three, you know, because <laughs> who's going to lose out? Like, but but that's who's the reality of it. Like, like tip, yeah, they, they come, they come, Hoggy, they come tennis in the very first one, and for yeah. me, it's nearly pivotal enough game. Like the losers of that lads will find it hard to pick up. That's uh, a ferocious uh, game. The winners like, of that can be in a fair old position, do you know. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. You would be getting two points on, and they, that game is gone, and they have nothing. Um, and Ennis, Ennis can be hard enough to come to, but they'll still they'll oh, come good and tough. It'll be a fair battle like, that day. Yeah, you're you're, you're understating that now. We're saying it's a, it's a, it, it can be a tough place to go. Like I mean, Jesus, Ennis, <laughs> like the best of times, and uh, <laughs> we've experienced it only on one or two occasions. But yeah, like Tiff coming down there, that's a ferocious game. And I mean, we've talked like Claire have. A pretty settled group now and you know and um, with law there and obviously john Collin is the big the big one to get him back and anchoring that defense but you know you're looking to kind of add, layer on top almost you know with the likes of mark rogers and a few more of these guys coming back in mccarthy but you know there, there is a there is there is a settled look to that claire team and it's uh, you know I'd, I'd, uh, again it's who who you counting out but jesus i think claire are going to have a big a big say this year you know i think that even the way the last year finished, I have no doubt as a group of players, I'm sure they feel they didn't do themselves justice with the, with the with the the manner of the performance against Kilkenny because that that wasn't to be fair that wasn't what they're capable of. Mm. Um, Probably left yeah. it all in the Munster final, Hoggy. Yeah, they were really lucky against yeah. Wexford as well in quarter. You know, only really yeah. played for ten minutes and Wexford got a few injuries. So, yeah, and we are excited. Like I don't want to be talking them up too much. You now they shoot me. Uh, the blow on the blower now on my way down to Powerstown Park and I have to go in the main gate this year now, TJ. Which is uh, <laughs> like if you're going in the, the lodge gate as they call it, TJ. Do you know what that means, TJ? The yeah, lodge gate. Young brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go in past the protesters, Holly Kearns, the T D and a few of them. Shame on you for what you do. <laughs> We're doing it all our lives. And our fathers and our fathers before us, Holly. Uh, the hound in the hair. The hound in the hair. But uh, yeah, as a division, he put up some score over the weekend 427. <clears throat> yeah, they did. That's the biggest, they did, and a great spread of score as well. And uh, yeah, great spread. Uh, West Mead will find their way games tough going, there's no doubt about that. And it's Joe's second year now as well, so we all know it can be that bit tougher in the second year, can't it? For the, the manager, oh, yeah, um, going Absolutely. in, um, yeah, he. Look, he just have to target. He's in the other group. Willie Marr will be saying, I think they're at home tantrum. John, can we win that one? And then we're going to be in Division One again. And obviously, Willie is back into Joe McDonough as well. So that'll be his main uh, focus for the year. But for Westmead, the group is all tough matches, really, isn't it? It's Westford, yeah. uh, Galway, mm-hmm. Cork, Limerick, Clare. It's tough going on, Joe. And uh, they can only hope that when they get matches back in in, in Mullingar, that they'll really, as as they showed last year, even in Mon- even the Leinster Championship against Wexford, that they pulled off a massive a massive result. And it's all about co- co- um, consolidating their place in in the Leinster. If they can stay in the Leinster Championship again, stay in Division One, which won't be easy. It'll probably come down to a playoff game, and it's tough. But Claire, yeah, Claire looked good. Uh, I think Carl Malone back in the full of his strength as well. Who you know was injured, missed the whole club season with the bridge. Um, there's a lot coming right. Adam Hogan, who you you're sick of hearing me raving about, seemingly very solid now. He might have been up against. We'll know more about him, I suppose, after the Gaelic grounds. So I think yeah, that's a real mouthwatering one Saturday. Huge crowd, I, I expect, and because um, it's easy, very easy venue. It's nearly an easier venue for the Clare fans than the Limerick fans, TJ. Not suppose to yeah. get into. So yeah. We've, I'm on duty as well for that, so I'm really looking forward to that now and having a bit of a hop off Dowling along the way. Um, but um, he get cocky very quick if he goes ahead, <laughs> especially if he wins. <laughs> just to touch, just to touch, lads. Um, Division Two A, we just we'll have a look. Um, 
good games. It looks like real eye catching one is Carlo eleven points, Kildare twenty five points. Kildare yeah. maybe potentially could be the next team to make a break. Could they? Like we'd see what Nace done last year, and Nace up competing in and the Leinster Senior club uh, this year and, and quitting themselves very well and if they can build on that they look to have a lot of players lads and coming through steady every year and with the influence of all the Stapletons up there TJ and uh, they'd be happy things are going well and and they had to dip down into the Christie ring but bounce straight back easily and we'll, we'll be eyeing promotion on promotion I think realistically Kerry very good win up in Derry Kerry, really there, thereabouts last few years. And awfully, crucially, that was a big one mm. for Johnny Kelly winning up in down. Um, Kildare, TJ, there's real potential there, isn't there? There's a lot of people there, of course. There is huge numbers and, and a big focus on the underage hurling there. And like anybody, anybody involved with teams now underage, especially in the failure group there, they'll know that those Kildare teams are very strong and well able to hold their own. Like So, you know, underage last year, they had a good win at minor. Owens involved with the actual under-20s in Kildare this year. And they're trying to claim scalps all the time. And, you know, they're definitely gaining ground and gaining momentum. And I suppose maybe for them to get into maybe a potential Division 1 be just great kind of I suppose profile for Kildare Hurland but yeah to go and do that uh, yesterday perfect start score 25 points but definitely from a numbers point of view with the work that's going in under, underage they're nicely poised to be the next team yeah to make an impact into the, the, the bigger stage of Hurland yeah it'd be, it'd be fantastic to get another <clears> county <throat> like that up, up, up competing in the Lancer title race it would be it's a bit away yet obviously we, we, we're, we're aware of that um, I think, uh, but that's 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 going to be a very very competitive division, and Kildare making a big statement, Kerry making a big statement, and and Ufalia. Um I think that's because Down and themselves have had a few ding dong battles, went to penalties and all there. I think in the in the Christie Ring or the Donut a couple of years ago. So yeah, but Harry, one other shout out, lads, before we go to a few Fogras and that um, massive night for Tyrone Horlan lads. The first night they've lined out in over 10 years, I think, without the great Damien Casey. And uh, they played London in in Onrua, as I think a mark of respect as well, and came out with the win. Yeah. You know, from, from exchanging a few messages with a few of them, they're saying that, you know, it was one of the most emotional nights uh, they've seen up there, certainly since the funeral. And huge shout out to them. And I suppose the show must go on. That's what the Casey, Casey family would want. And um, a poignant, poignant night, I think, and, and well done to everybody there. And while we're on on Rua, I suppose there's a bit of fantasy stuff. Hoagie, you're, you've decided to step back until the league is over this year, have you? You're looking I'm at the various strategies and upset. I'm carrying an injury, Dello. I wasn't fit yeah. for selection, so. <laughs> As Jack Maloney used to say in Clarecastle, he's a bit of a grind strain, lads. <laughs> Hoagie, it's only, it's only a tenor, Hoagie. I see Landers <laughs> up straight away. I thought he was going to sleep there. Well, Mark, welcome back. Yeah, the top of the I table is looking. Larry, Larry's cute enough, of course. He's only slightly ahead of the two two boys now in in in, in uh, TJ and Liam. But I think he picked all the fellas that you could pick from Claire and Tip and all that were going to get a load of scores. Whereas um, myself and Marco, they are playing the long game. Um, Shane McGrath, disappointing result because there's a man that would be. He was, I was watching him on Twitter. He was up for it, and there's always a cork lad down the bottom. And and Shawnee didn't enter the league either. He's saving himself for the championship. So 
own in fairness team is down at the bottom of the table there on 148 points I don't know who he picked he must have put in the team about three weeks ago he down Gillan taking the freeze frame I think <laughs> so look well done to Butler Hurleys as well I know the, the lads in the Premier View are promoting that they have a, a jersey to give out Butler Hurleys give us way more than a jersey lads they're, they're top class uh, our listeners league Morris Hayes hip and whip from Ballysteen uh, in Limerick uh, 293 Savage score. Uh, Savage. Peter Casey EPO down is in the Steinman. I have a feeling that's Peter Casey, uh, hurling coach supreme, uh, would be top man. I'd say all that stuff and sings a song called EPO. Which is, if you ever get a chance to Google Peter Casey EPO, lads, you will get some laugh about uh, he won Great Ireland's tune. fittest families uh, <laughs> six years in a row and then they put him off the EPO and everything went the wife left him and Halle Berry left him and all sorts it's brilliant <laughs> have a look at it if you get a chance uh, Damien Keegan uh, Damien Keen- Keehan uh, from Fedamore so Limerick uh, doing well up there uh, and always Gerardo Grady is always in the top 10 from Shannon Gales my own adopted club uh, down in West Clare um, I don't see any of the Clarecastle lads up there, but I know I had a quick look at the Clarecastle division. Higgy is ahead, lads. That's the bad news. I'm second, but Higgy's ahead. <laughs> He's gone to Malta for a week holding hands with herself. So I, he, I might escape him for a week, but I'd say, you know, today he'd be throwing in the sun, sunbed somewhere listening to this. Um, Higgy's ahead, lads. I, I've changed just to make. I can't make him for. I need Billy Drennan to get about 6 8 next week. <laughs> And not get sent off, Mark. Your captain getting sent off is a disaster, like isn't it? Well, Stevie Bennett, come on, man. <laughs> Stay on the field to play. That's what we need. Well, look, hopefully now. I'm up there on the day, look, and, and the same tactics as last year. Once I finish in front of you, I'll be happy enough. You don't get that, Marco. You know, I was, I was delighted to see you lifting the Liam McCarthy the year you got the lift. You'd always have a wish for you there, but you seem to just... Whatever is in it, like you know, and Claire and Cock have no real bitter rivalry. Like you, you never boo really I, a Claire player when he's coming on or going off the field. Now that you do with Limerick, Limerick are your new Tipperary now, really, in Cock, aren't they? I don't know. We'll um, next Sunday now is a critical game in Salt Hill, and I think there'll be a nice crowd travel. PJ, will you be able to uh, get in? Will Big Barry be there? Will you be holding hands in the stand? Everything, I, in fairness to the Galway people, they always look after me. I can, I can get in there, no matter. But I will be, uh, first of all, looking forward to Limerick and Clare on Saturday night. Um, I, I suppose the challenge, like outside of the fantasy, we'll be all waiting for teams because we can transfer again during the week. And for you, now that Stephen Bennett got a red card, he misses next week. So do you stick or twist with him? Because he's missing and there's no uh, chance I'll in be, for a month. I'll be, so. I'll be, I presume they won't. Will they, will they, will they try and get him missing this? No change of this one. Yeah, no change. Ah, Jesus, you let the cat out of the bag. Is, okay, yeah, you can change is there anyone? Now. We need to tell Keds that Jason Ford wasn't playing over the weekend. He has a minute set of power. Yeah, but there'll be, there'll be loads of changes. I suppose that's the challenge for for all the managers, Delo, is that this week coming, they'll be assessing injuries. The Fitzgibbon Cup quarterfinals are hotting up. Uh, they'll be trying mm-hmm. to manage training with game time, with players playing with different teams. So you could see a good few changes. So it's kind of a balancing act between 
especially for those emerging teams trying to get to where they want to get to. Like you want to have a solid center line where you know these guys are going to be my key men into the summer. But you also want to make sure that you give your guys in the panel a game so to keep training interesting. And, you know, everyone wants to play at the end of the day. Everyone wants to play. So we're expecting to see um, everyone you can think of, Kyle Hayes, Dimmer Burns, uh, Nicky Quaid, and everyone Saturday night, I suppose, uh, put us back in our boxes and us out the road. I would like to think so. Um, like, you know, especially at home and in these games competitively, that we like to win and we like to keep on top and like to keep beating you guys. So, yeah, I, I, I think Limerick will have some of the other players. Like, I suppose from Limerick point of view, getting Keane Lynch back in the field after... I think it was, was it the Waterford game last year. Was that nearly the end of April? Like so, he missed all the club campaign. Mm. So it's a lot of time, not, not not to be on the field. So to have him back, he went to cut his hair too, time. didn't he? Eh, no, no, no. He's fine. He's fine. He's such a keen. Keen has that flair. It suits him. So like having him and Peter Casey back um, again for for the summer ahead. And you know what? Injury is going to be a key part of it. Like you saw there with Cork, Robbie O'Flynn flying it. Mm. Next thing he goes over in an ankle, and he could miss the rest of the league. Like so, like himself and Shiny Finn. Both honestly win for the ball, hammer and tongs, and like it could easily be the other way. Was so, like they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're the breaks you need. You need all those good players, especially like those first key players into the forward line, which Robbie O'Flynn is. And that's what every team will want is to make sure that they all stay sound. It's a bit like the good horse, Mac. You just need him to stay sound. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the most I hope it's just thing. not as, as dirty as 99. That's all I'm hoping. Uh, the time you butchered half of Claire. In the gated grounds in front of twenty three thousand, um, I hope it's clean game because at the time that hurley in your hand was like a slash hoop on the day. And and you know what, Della, we might have the twenty three thousand, mightn't we? Might have, might have, might have. We've been there good and early, and you know, get your seat. <laughs> Lights showing on. I fancy, I fancy, Della. I fancy. Yeah. You're the dark horse. I do. I do, I do. You're, you're a great manager. There's the fucking kiss of death. No one knows anyway. I'm going to tip you. I'm going to tip you, Taylor, to win next weekend, kid. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, likes yeah. of the game. Okay, we, we take it any time. We can win there. We need to turn them over. I know we did in the league last year, but uh, the championship matches still rankle with us. I suppose they were so close and could have gone either way, uh, but they came out on top, the big green giant. So. That's it this, this week, lads. Any, any Fogarty, do you know? No, do you know what? I was away for the weekend and I don't have anything to, to, to promote or nobody was on to me. We met loads of different people in Leprechaun yesterday and they were all giving us jibes about their own counties, Marco, weren't they? Uh, those you didn't make much money yesterday, did you? I, no. I, I, do you know who I met? Uh, I never told you. I met, I met Declan Hannon there yesterday. Did you, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, he showed me the finger. Now he got uh, four stitches and, you know, I... He said, look, it's not too bad. Like, it'll be okay. But it's just one of those he couldn't play on. Like, but uh, he was in great form. And he was just saying to himself, what will I do Saturday night himself and herself? He said, you know what? We'll go up to the DRF for the day out and relax. And he was in great form now. And I also met Parig Mahoney there. And I had a great chat with Parig. Look, you know, if I met, I met really him in Tremor in January. He's really uh, relaxed. What? He's oh, really he is. Relaxed. And he was in great form. Yeah. And you know what? And and, and and we went through the retirement thing. Like I said, Chase, I was, I was a bit disappointed to hear that you had retired because your form with the club was fantastic. And he just said to me, Mark, after weighing it all up, he said, I've had no break with nine or ten years and it just didn't have the energy to go back. And, you know, it, it, when we all come to the end, I suppose you're all kind of clinging on to something. But he just said, 
I just didn't have the draw to go. And he said, Davy was more than complimentary and he was doing everything in his power to keep him involved, he said, and, you know, would work with him and stuff like that. But he just said, no. He said, they had enough, like, you know. And I said, look, you gave great service to Waterford. You were a fantastic player. And, you know, you never know where the, cross, the pets will cross at some stage, but what a great guy. Absolutely brilliant guy. Is he is he coming on as an ambassador with the Come On Racing now that we know he's an interest? Um, we're looking for ambassadors. Hoggy still hasn't recovered yeah. from the night out below Uncle Kenny. Like he, he just couldn't believe the free grub and all. You know what I mean? Like so, Parik <laughs> yeah. uh, ambassador candidate as well. Like hundred percent, definitely. Well, I tell you now the challenge this year. Now that we got Hoggy. With the first year's membership paid, we the next challenge now is getting it renewed. So, just to well, let people know, oh, no, well, just to, well, let, let people know that um, your renewal for your membership isn't due till the first of March. So, if you're an existing member last year, no sweat, hold tough. We're hoping to get a renewal button up in the system by the first of March, that you don't have to put in your personal details again. And for anybody who's who wants to join the Command Racing Club, go onto the website and join away. Your membership will kick in from the first of March. But if you just, you know, if you want to join and have the job done, we'll be able to facilitate that. There's, there's no issue there. So new members, more than welcome. Existing members, hold tough till the first of March. And just to reiterate, we have an AGM online on the 20th of February, and Patrick Mullins will be joining us live for the AGM. And uh, giving us a brief on the three fillies that we have for 2023. And you'd never know, TJ's already after throwing it at me. Don't forget to ask him for one for chat. Oh, so we'll be doing that on the yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'll be doing attempting. I might have to get a quasi uh, chairman to stand in for me because I'm not used to chairing meetings. I'm not great for going to AGMs and stuff like that as the Clarecastle J people would tell you. Uh, so <laughs> we, we'll get through it somewhere or another anyway. Um, yeah, looking mm -hmm. forward to that. And then, uh, and because um, there's over 120 people have already registered out of a possible, like we have with 470 members last year, the first 250 people are going to get an entrance into it. So if you have got the text message or the WhatsApp message, mm -hmm. please register for the AGM. Yeah, yeah, and you're fielding all the difficult questions on the night yourself and Don Marzi. Financial irregularity. I leave the difficult ones to teach you. Ogie, thanks a million for joining us. Uh, pleasure always to have you uh, to get the Kilkenny slant. Um, early days for Derek, and we'll see more now. Games big coming one. up. That uh, will big one this weekend. More. Yeah, who have you this weekend? Tip. Oh, it's, oh, it's tip. And then, in, in fairness, and we gave it a huge mention, it's tip again the following week in the Dylan Quirk uh, GoFundMe for, for the SADS um, Foundation. And um, yeah, there's two massive games. We were saying there might be more even the following week with the cause that's in it for right. the Dylan Quirk Foundation. Um, right. Yeah, tip and, and Kilkenny. So great games next weekend, lads. And yeah. we'll see you all again next Monday. All right. Good stuff. Okay, over now, lads. See you Allianz. Supporting all 32 counties through the Allianz Leagues.